So would you please uh, help me um, welcome and be in prayer for Eric Mosley. Let's give him a hand. All right, let's do it. good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God is, God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me get the mic here. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to sing a little bit. I'm going to sing a little song before I get started. Amen. Uh, uh, and it's, it's a, this is a song I actually learned this from my wife. Her, in her college days, her and her roommates would sing this song together. But it says this. It says, <clears throat> okay, right there. He says, knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, knowing you, there is, there is no greater Cause you're my own, you're my own, you are the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, knowing you, there is. Knowing you, knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, knowing you, there is, there is no greater, no greater thing, cause you're my own, you're my own, you are the best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord, cause you're my own, you're my own, you are the best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord, cause knowing you, knowing Amen, amen. Let's give God a hand clap. Amen. We thank you, Lord God. We reverence you, Lord God. We, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus for you to move by your spirit. Lord, I decrease and you increase. Holy Ghost, speak through me on this morning, Lord God, that someone, Lord God, lives be changed, Lord God, set free, delivered, Lord God, and it motivate 
us, Lord God, to do and go above and beyond, Lord God, the call of duty. Lord, and we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I, uh, I actually had my clothes set out to dress down this morning. And when I come in, I'm, I'm all overly dressed, but it's all right. The word going to be good. Amen. Uh, you know, I just want to thank God for Pastor Bennett. You guys have a wonderful pastor. And uh, we just kind of met and just kind of just, you know, when you meet people of God and they really true people of God, you, you just feel like you done knew them forever. And, and that's how it uh, ought to be. Amen. Uh, I want everyone to turn with me. I'm going to turn with me to Luke. Uh, I'm going to Luke 7, 20 and 21. And I'm kind of, uh, you know, if you're looking for me to, I'm a little different type of preacher. I, I kind of I, I kind of do like the, the apostles. The Lord don't give me what to say uh, except within the hour. So, so a lot of times I'm... I'm up, I didn't know what God wants to say. I've been praying about uh, this uh, all week long. And uh, I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? So I want to read this. I, I've been in a, a habit of doing this pretty much everywhere I go and I preach across the country. Uh, I like to read certain stuff to just let stick in people's mind. But it says this, Luke 17, 20 and 21, it reads this. It says, and we, when when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For, the, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Look at your neighbor and say, The kingdom of God is within me. And, and, and it don't come by observation. It don't come by just looking. It don't come of that the kingdom of God I want people to understand this because in the last days and, and we're living in those days you need to understand how your kingdom operates amen you you need to understand that you are a citizen of another kingdom you have a different citizenship uh, than what you're 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 you are uh, now and then I want to read this also to you go with me to John John 13, because I, I want to just, I want to just show you this right here. John 13 and 34 uh, through 36. It's and the people answered him, we have heard out of the law of Christ, abide, abide it forever. And how sayest thou, is that the son of man must lift up? Who is the son of man? Now listen what Jesus said right here. It's and Jesus said unto them a little while, yet a little while is the light with you walk while ye have the light lest darkness come upon you for the for he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth he said while ye have light believe in light that ye may be the children of the light these things spake jesus and departed and did hide himself from them uh now go over i'm reading a couple of different scriptures because i'm going to get to my story go with me to first samuel and the last scripture we'll, we'll touch on will be 1 Samuel, and then we'll go over to uh, 1 Peter. But I want to I read from a familiar text of scripture. We're going to be talking about David and Goliath. Amen. Everybody know about David and Goliath. And I want to just talk about this from, from this context. Uh, what is your cause? What motivates you to truly be the Christian that you are called to be? 
And are you doing what you're called to do? Amen. Uh, you know, it, it, one thing I want people to understand in being a Christian is more than just joining a church. Amen. It's more than just joining an organization. You are the church. You have the kingdom in you. Amen. And, and, and the day of the, uh, of the, uh, the pew sitter uh, is over with. Amen. Because when you get to heaven, God is not going to ask you how long you sit in your pew. He's going to ask you, what did you do for my kingdom? Hello, somebody. And it's got to be more than just getting saved. There's got to be more than that. If, you, if all we were to do is get saved and come in and sit down and say we're a part of a church, you should have died when you got saved right there because you are no benefit to the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah, by the way, I am blunt, and I just shoot it straight from the hip, and uh, I'm not your daddy. Amen. I'm just going to don't kill the messenger. But I, but I like to challenge people because a lot of times we're not challenged in our faith enough. And, and because of this, we don't reach out and grasp what's, what's due us and what is ours. And, and I, I didn't get to look. I, well, my pen just dropped out of that place, so I done lost it because I didn't write it down. I just got it over there. But the scripture says that Jesus, when he was talking to Pilate, he told Pilate, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, I need you to understand this right here, that if his kingdom is not of this world and I'm a part of Jesus, then what, what do I need to understand about me as well? My kingdom is not of this world. So he, he, now we keep hearing that term kingdom. Then the apostles, when he was talking to Peter and them, he told them, he said, Peter, on this rock I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And he said, I'm going to give unto you the keys to the kingdom. So now there's another question there. I need to be asking this question. What are the keys to access this thing called kingdom that I'm a part of? Because that's the question that, that, we, that we evade and that we, we don't understand that once you get saved, it ain't just going out saving people. It's about going out, getting people and, and equipping people to do an awesome work for the Lord. Amen. To the point that we're taking over the government, we're taking over our schools, we're taking over our jobs because the Lord said this, you're the good seed of the kingdom. And he said, I've called you to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So who is the answer for what's going on in the world right now? We the answer. We don't got to have another meeting on what it is. We don't have to, we just got to be, we just got to get involved. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to get involved. And, and you have to have a cause to do that. Now, let's go up to 1 Samuel uh, 17, verse 29, and it reads this. It's in David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Do you hear what he just asked? Is there not a cause? Now, let me give you more context. I don't want to read the whole thing. David had come in. His daddy had requested him to take some food to his older brothers. And when he gets, he taking this food as he gets there, he witnesses the Philistines down in this valley and witnesses the children of God. The children, they're sitting up on top of a hill just sitting there waiting. And he's hearing this big old Goliath down there screaming all this blasphemous stuff and ain't no other soldier doing nothing. They just sitting there watching, just sitting down there, man, that joker show is big. We, we looking at him from the valley and he big up here. Uh, you know, it's like looking at me up here. Yeah, that brother, he sure is big. And, and, and they're looking at him. And, and so David begins to get fierce because, man, we're supposed to be serving God. We're supposed to be serving a God with all power. And we're sitting on the bank not doing anything. Are we going to keep letting this man do this to us? 
See, that's like the church right now. That's what's happening in the church. Everybody, don't, nobody want to get involved. Everybody want to holler they're a warrior, but they want to make war, but don't want to deal with what comes with war. And you think you can go to war and everything be nice and everybody going to be your friend and everybody going to pat you on the back and say, oh, good job. You, you think that that is the type of that. It is not going to happen that way with war, people. There's a spiritual war going on, and I can tell you right now, everybody is not going to like you. And at the end of the day, you're going to find out it's going to be so-called church folk that ain't really going to like you at all. Hello, somebody. But when you get really, when you get really upset about what's going on in the house of God and in the, in the kingdom of God, you get to the point where you begin to become like David and you get ready, I got to do something about it. Look at your neighbor and say, I got to do something about it. So it says right here, it's and he turned from him toward another. It said, uh, it said, and spake after that the same manner, and the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight uh, with the Philistines. It's and Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight uh, with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war. Now, one thing I need to understand, even the young people that are sitting in here, you're not too young to do a work for the Lord. That matter of fact, you need to start now. Don't wait. To, see, see, I wish I'd have started a lot earlier than I did. You need to start now. Because if I knew what I knew now, when I was real young, it ain't no telling the kind of damage I really could do in the kingdom, of, in, the, in the devil's kingdom, to his kingdom, because I understood what my purpose was and what God done called me to do. And I got to do something about it. Look at your neighbor say, you got to do something about it. You, 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 you can't sit up and, and, and know your purpose and not move about your purpose. See, these speakers right here, they have purpose. But guess what? Purpose is sterile if it's not put in the place it needs to be. There's a, there's a thousand other speakers like this sitting in a warehouse somewhere knowing their purpose but not never being used. And you can know, you see that's what we got going to church. People, know, people are sitting up, know, you know your purpose is to be saved. You know your purpose is to be a part of the kingdom but you're sterile. You're not reproducing anything. So what has to happen is, is you got to just get flat out honest with God and say, God, I'm scared to go out here on the street. I, I got fear in me. I need you to deliver me from this stuff that's going on. Because it, it, it doesn't matter how you do it, baby. You, we, we can Facebook them. We can do all kind of a, at the end of the day, if Facebook was all that awesome, Jesus would have been doing it. There's nothing going to beat handshaking and going up physically loving on people and hugging on people and, and doing and begin to be interactive about what you got to do. You gotta you gotta learn to love your brother, whether they black, purple, green, blue, yellow. And guess what? The ones that you you everybody wanna love them that that, that it don't, you know, they ain't tatted up, they don't look like they killed them in the street. Everybody like running up on them. But ain't nobody want to grab them that look like they done been to hell and back and, and look like they cut your throat if you walk up on them and say anything. They might call me a white guy. They might call me a black guy. They might call, well, what if they do? You got to show Jesus. 
And if God is in you, he'll, the Bible says, he'll, he'll defend you in battle when you want. The Bible says, do you not know that he'll give his angels charge over you that you may not dash your foot on the stone? Now, that's power right there, baby. That means that wherever I walk and wherever I go, if I really know the statutes of God and the commands and the things that he's promised me, nothing's going to hurt me. But see, we don't know what we're called to do. Why? Because we're sitting in purpose and we, we got a purpose, but we just like all these other speakers sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Stirring. But now them, them speakers right there, what they're doing, they're doing their job now. They're, they're working. They, 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 we're getting the best bang for our book. Amen. Hello, somebody. And it says right here, it said, uh, Thou art not against the Philistine and fight with him for... Thou art but a youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept uh, his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took the lamb out of the flock. It said, I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of the mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and smote him and slew him. It said, The servant slew both a lion and a bear. And, an uncircumcised, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he had defiled the armies of the living God. Now, notice right here, he told him, he, he said, look, king, I done had great victories. I, done, I whooped the lion and a bear with my bare hands. Some of you out there, this lion and bear could be things that you don't come out of, things that you've whooped. You don't whoop drug addiction. You don't, you don't whoop this. You don't whoop that. But you come out of it. And because, and the mere fact that you could defeat that is the mere fact that you can do the work of the Lord. Amen. See, the thing about it is we're waiting on everything about us to be perfect before we do a work of the Lord. But everything in you is never going to be perfect. See, that's what you need to understand about the kingdom of God. First the natural, then the spiritual. Pastor, what do you mean? It said this right here. The Lord said, how can you say you love me whom you've never seen and hate your brother whom you see daily? He said, if you say you love me and hate your brother whom you see daily, the Bible says this about you, you are a liar. Because what God is saying is he, this. He said, I left you a world to run. I left you a kingdom. I, left the, I gave the world to you. And if you can't manifest love in your, in your world, don't jump up here in mine and say you got me. Because I called you. See, this is the thing about Jesus dying on the cross. We think it's all about him dying on the cross, but he wasn't just dying on the cross of your sins. He was dying on the cross to, to show you how to move in the kingdom that you're a part of. Which is why the apostle Paul said, take up your cross and follow me daily. Now, if Jesus done hung on the cross, why do I have to carry a cross? You got to carry a cross because you got to die daily. There's got to be a daily change in you. There's got to be something. I'm a pastor, but there's a daily change in me. I, I work on me every day. See, we, we'll sit up and pervert the grace message. And we act, see, we want, we want to play a game without rules. Jesus did it all. Ain't nothing I got to do. You believe that? That is not the scripture. Second Timothy 2 and 10, if you don't have it, they don't put this one on TV. It says this. It says, now the grace of God, I'm not going to go to it. You can go to it. Second Timothy 2. It says, now the grace of God, which has been revealed to all men. How many men has been revealed to? All men. But then the next line, it says, teaching us to live holy and righteous lives in this time. Uh-oh. 
Grace is going to begin to motivate you to learn. That's why the Bible said, he's, I ain't going to do it in the law. You ain't got to look at me. He's, I'm going to write the laws on their hearts. Now, now it, 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 he, this, is the, this is what I have to get people to understand. God is so smart. Why would he mess up so bad and have to start all over? Pastors don't even understand this. Hey, all, if I was the smartest being that has ever lived, wouldn't I have a plan in place so profound that I ain't got to start all over? But well, we ain't up under the old law. No, that's not quite true. Hello, somebody. The temple of God was a shadow of the cross. All God was doing was buying time to do what he wanted to do in the spiritual, but it's still all this stuff. It, this, some of these rules, this stuff over here still apply. He don't want you committing adultery. He don't want the moral aspects of the law. He's never changed none of that. Jesus died that the law would be fulfilled. Now, let me ask you this about filling something up. Where's my water bottle at? If I was at a restaurant... And I've done drunk tea is what I'm going to have. If I was a sweet tea, and, 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 and I've done drunk my glass halfway down, and the waiter comes over there and says, would you like some more? Yeah, fill her up. See, this is what I need you to understand about the law and everything. The Bible said he came to fulfill the law. Now, let me ask you this question. Did he pour anything out of the law? Because I'm the Lord thy God. I changed now. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm, never, I'm not changing. I, I, I'm the smartest being that ever lived. I knew what I liked from the get-go. If I ask you, Brother Frank, what's your favorite food? And you told me fish. And then I sit up and say, Frank, you don't like fish. You like hamburger. Now, if I keep on arguing with this brother on what he just told me he liked, he's going to get fierce with me. Why? Because he knows what he likes. Now, you don't think an all-knowing God is getting furious with the American church because we're telling him what we like, what he liked. He knows what he liked. And because he knew what he liked, he ain't pulled nothing out of it. All he did was topped it off. See, you need to understand about the law. The law was this. The law was a bag of concrete. It had purpose. But now that concrete cannot be what it was purposed to be until you do what? Add water to it till you till you put the right mix in it. He said, "When I come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna put me and the Holy Ghost on this thing, and I'm gonna mix this thing together. And once I've mixed it, then it'll be set." I want you to get that because you need to understand that your God is not a dummy. He, he's not writing this stuff in here for us to sit up and switch it up and do whatever. You are engrafted into the kingdom of the Jews. So therefore, you got to learn how to be an adoptee into their family. That's what the American church don't want to do. We just think the Bible just wrote up and we ain't got to do it. We don't got to learn nothing. We ain't got to become nothing because we have taught the American church to come and feel something rather than become something. God is calling you to become something. That's, the Bible talks about becoming the light. Now, if I'm becoming the light... That's an ongoing term, which means that if I came up here and got saved and I was a 20 watt, next year I ought to be a 30 watt. Year after that, you ought to be a 40 watt. Everything about you ought to be growing yearly. 
Because you serve an eternal God. He, he's such an eternal God that everything about him goes on and on and on. It can't die. He, he, well, he going to kill the homie. No, he's not killing nothing. He, he can't kill anything because he's an eternal God. Everything, that's why he's pro-life. He, he's all about the living stuff. He's not about killing stuff. He, he believes in life so that, that he's not killing nothing. That the devil, he didn't kill the devil. He, gonna, he got hell set aside for him because he's an eternal God. And because it's eternal, everything about him is eternal. It can't die. It has to live forever. All I can do is set it apart from me. Which is why you need to understand that you think God is going to change your attitude when you get to heaven. You're practicing, you're practicing for heaven now. So if your attitude is nasty now, it'll still be nasty when you get to heaven. People don't want to hear that. But it's like this right here when you did with God. If he gave the devil a choice to serve him, why would he switch up chores now? He's not going to do that. Bible said the devil believe, but he don't serve him. See, see, real love is about requires manifestation. You can tell me you love me all day, but if you don't manifest my love, you ain't a part of me. That's why the Bible said they serve me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. It doesn't matter what, you can say a lot of stuff, but if you ain't manifesting that love, I can tell my woman I love her all day. But if I don't go buy nothing, don't go take out nowhere, where the love at? Well, it said those that believe, listen to this, brother, I believe in the Ku Klux Klan, but I ain't a member. And they're not taking my membership. <laughs> Why are they not taking my membership? Because there's a failure for me to be able to manifest what their requirements are. Hello, somebody. And so God, Jesus, when he died on the cross for you, he gave you power to manifest the requirements. But the only way you're going to be able to manifest the requirements is you got to read the book. You got to, the Bible said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. He is the law. You, you got to put this thing in you that it begins to tra change you and transform you. See, the problem with the church is we don't want to be transformed Christians. We want to be modified sinners and put Jesus on it. Because we don't think nothing required us. We just think we can go do what we want to do. And grace going to bind Bible says, if you the Bible notice what the Bible says. It said, if in the last days iniquity shall abound, you need to do a study on this. Iniquity and sin are two different things. Sin is something you fall into. Iniquity is something you practice. So when you begin to practice sin and say, Oh, I ain't gonna worry about it, I'm gonna go out here and do this right here. I'll repent tomorrow. I'm going to do it today. I'll repent tomorrow. No, that's practicing iniquity. Something ought to be changing in you. There ought to be a transformation happening in you. There ought to be, and this is something, this is, this is it's not the easiest thing to do, but if you love God, if you, if you love it on him, you love it on him, walking with him every day, and he, he just saying, Eric, I love you. Okay, God, I'm going to do better. Let's go on farther down right here. It says, it's all armed. Uh, uh, David said moreover, it said, and Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with the coat of mail. And David gird his sword upon, uh, uh, gird upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proven it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with thee, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. Now, 
What you need to understand is in order to do the things of God, you're going to have to go with what you know. You got to go with what you done proved. See, right here, we had a king right here. He's sitting up saying, this is what's happening even when in, in, in us. We, we're waiting to do something as if God going to drop down on us and we're just going to be like a robot and I'm ready to go save souls. I'm ready to help the world. I'm ready to do That's not going to happen like that. And you're trying to be perfect instead of going. And God is saying, you look, this thing worked like the natural. When you get hired on a job, what do they tell you? It's on the job what? On the job training. He called you because he knew you could foot the bill. He didn't ask you how perfect you was. He's looking for people that want to just go. That's willing to go. I, I'm looking for you to go. I'm looking for you to do something. Why? Because it, 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 it ought to be to this place going to be jam-packed out until the school ain't going to be able to hold it. I can tell you right now, Pastor Frank and his wife, they didn't set out to fail. They set out to achieve. And some of you guys, you're going to have to learn what true faithfulness is. See, the church don't understand faithfulness. They don't understand covenant. You want to be a part of something, but you don't ever want nothing to happen. You got to commit to a thing. You can't sit up. See, the chicken laid the egg. He was involved in the breakfast. But now the pig for the bacon and sausage you enjoy, he was committed to the breakfast. He had to die for what he believed in. See, and everybody want to everybody wanna be involved, but don't nobody want to commit. And, and when you come into the house of God, it's a marriage up in here. Say that. Say it's a marriage. marriage. This ought to be the last stopping point of any church. You, you shouldn't hop no other church from here. If God told you to be here, he called you to marry Lake Point. If you, get in, if you get upset with your pastor, that don't mean walk out the door. Uh-oh. I got plenty of scriptures over here. It's in the book. What that, the Bible tells you, he tells us in our kingdomship in Matthew, he says if you got an alt with your brother, leave your gift at the altar, go to your brother by yourself and begin to do. The Bible said, come let us reason together. But see, don't nobody want to reason. We just want to get mad and audit up and then we just pack up. The Lord told me to leave from over there at Lake Point. The Lord didn't tell you to leave. You a liar and the truth ain't in you. God should be like me. If I'm married to backsliders, uh-oh, why are you packing your bags? Because I'm married to the backslider. See, the problem with us is we got a brain like an elephant, and we remember when people hurt us. And the Lord is trying to get you to say, get your memory out of it. I don't need you to remember anything. Matter of fact, the Lord even created for his own self a sea of forgetfulness because if he remembered what you'd done to him, he wouldn't even want to save you. Hello, somebody. I, I wouldn't even want to do nothing for you if I remembered what you've done to me. That's why I'm able to pastor people, because if I remembered how you talked about me, if I remembered how you treated me, I could not love you with the love of the Lord. That's them the people God looking for. See, you don't want to get, you don't, we don't want to pay that price. We, we, we just, we, we are the only, we are the only organism on earth that'll go to our job and be faithful to our job. The boss will treat you like crap and you'll keep coming in and you'll keep coming in. You'll go to church and have some altercation and you'll pack up and leave it all in a, all in a nutshell and, and the devil's sitting there laughing at you. Because he, he understands the script. The scripture says this. It said the natural things will reveal the spiritual things, leaving men without excuse. Yeah. 
So what's, what that means is this, is that when you stand before God, he's going to say, I revealed my kingdom to you through everything you've done every day. You went to work and was faithful to a leader, but you came to church and you weren't faithful to a leader at all. You went home and dog dogged out your mama and daddy, didn't honor them because you thought because they was a drunk or they wasn't that good. They don't deserve honor. No, I didn't see what you need is something about God's word. It's not based off of feelings. It's based off do. Understand and you do what I've told you to do. I didn't tell you to honor them because they was perfect. I told you to honor them because that's what I demand. Because I'm a God of honor. Hello, somebody. I hope I ain't going over your head. Amen. Are you learning something? It says this, and he took, now notice right here, he said he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag that he had, even in a script. And his, it's a, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Now, one thing I want you to understand here, he took with him a shepherd's bag, but he took with him the staff. Now, I need to break this down to you. What's in the Old Testament, you'll see it in the New Testament. This is what you need to know about the scriptures. The Old Testament is the New Testament hid, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Now, when you get that down in your, in your spirit, you, you, won't, you, won't, you won't let people tear you up with some of the stuff they're doing. You, you, you got to get this stuff down in because people are getting led away every day. If you let hatred motivate you, you see in the black church, we, what's happening? You, you don't realize all this cop killing and all this white blood. This is to divide the people of God. You ain't even supposed to be, you ain't even supposed to let that stuff get. When, if you're sitting up trying to defend an American flag, you're defending the wrong thing. I just read to you, he said, his kingdom, you of another kingdomship. I promise you, Jesus ain't singing the Star Spangled Banner. I've gotten saved over here. I don't, I don't uh, worry about stuff like that. That is not my worry because at the end of the day, it don't matter what you done fought for. It don't matter. If you didn't fight for in the end, that's what's going to count. Only what you do for Christ will last. All that other stuff is going to burn up. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is seeking sand. <laughs> that just sound hard. No, brother, I, I'm not stuck. I will pray for America. But I'm not going to get into all our argument over man flag. I'm not doing Matter of fact, you know the history of some of this stuff. You, you'll find out it ain't, it ain't all as cracked up to be like you think it is. But now this right here, it's unchanging. This is the banner right here I'm waving. When I, when I stand before God, Lord, I fought a good fight. I, I finished my cord. This is the flag I'm waving right here because it ain't nothing wrong with this one right here. It, it ain't nothing wrong with this thing right here. This right here is all about Jesus right here, baby. This, that's what this is all about right here. This is the one. I, if I'm going to defend something, it's going to be this right here. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you sit here and it says right here the staff but I want to share this with you the staff five smooth stones five five is the number of grace but five smooth stones and the, the staff now I want you to understand the staff is what propped it, it helped the helped the, the, the sheep herd it would help them capture the sheep and, and make sure they stayed in line and stuff 
That staff represents the word of God, but it represents the apostle, the evangelist, the preacher, teacher for the perfecting of the saints. It represents that which keeps you in line and teaches you. It amazes me in the, in the American church how we come down and the Lord told you, gave you these fivefold gifts to train you, to get you ready to do kingdom work. And we'll act like we know more than every leader we ever set upon. Now, I'm called to do this thing. And I don't do it because I enjoy the doing it. I'm going to take, let us be honest with you. If it was up to me, I would not be pastor. I really, I do not, I would not be pastor. But because God desires for me to be in it, I can hear him enough that I'm like, Jesus, Lord, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thine will be done. I think there's other people way more capable than Eric Mosley. But the Lord put me in this place because I love him and I, and I love his people. I do my bit to love his people like he loves his people. That's what it takes, people. The Bible said man's heart is like deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw them out. When you got to go and stand before everybody you're dealing with right now, these are whales. These are, these are people, their hearts are like deep waters. When you get out here on the street, their hearts is like deep waters. But if you got understanding, you can, you can walk up on a man, give him the word of the Lord, and his heart will instantly melt because you hit him where, his, where, the, where the situation was. You didn't work. It, I, I had a brother, I told this testimony. I had a young brother when I used to work corrections. And in corrections, I worked with a guy, and the guy was a skinhead. And he would refer to me as the nigger officer. That's what he referred to me as, nigger officer. Now, if I didn't have no Jesus and I was the old Eric, let's just lose a job today. <laughs> Go to the house. But guess what? I got Jesus. I'm, a, I'm of another citizenship. This is what I need you to get. I'm of another citizenship. And so the Lord said, I don't want you to say that day. He said, you, every day you come in, you're just going to tell him, brother, thank him about you. Love you. Praying for you. So every day I would come in and did this for about weeks. Love you. And so one day I saw the brother was dying. He wasn't saying nothing. He didn't holler at the nigga and, the, and some of the other kids. And they said, said Mr. Moe, why you let him call you that? I said, he don't got no understanding. He don't know what he's doing. I said, he'll understand it better by and by and then. So one day he had trouble and the Lord was dealing with me. I've been praying for the brother, been praying for him. And I come in and the brother had all kind of stuff going on. And I said, brother... Do you want to talk about it? I said, because I think the nigga officer can help you today. Exactly what I took. I said, I think the nigga officer can help you today. And, and he began to open up and start talking to him. As I began to pray with the brother and started witnessing, brother, the brother started crying. Tears got to coming down his eyes. And I prayed for him and I said, son, I said, from this day forth, Something getting ready to change in you. I said, and the Lord gonna break you out of prejudice in this too. I said, because that is, that's just a, that ain't nothing but a deflection. I said, you were taught that. I said, but that ain't the, I said, I said, I've loved you for this many weeks. I said, praying for you. So I was on break for like a week. I come back and the brother got saved. Tell you how God got a sense of humor. Now to get this right here. God got such a sense of humor <laughs> that a black church come in and preached. While I was gone. So he got saved by a black pastor. 
black church. And when I walked back through the door, he said, Mr. Moses, I want to apologize to you for all, been calling you the nigger officer. He said, God done moved on my heart, and I'm no longer prejudiced anymore. You, I, I said this to say that because you need to understand the kingdom you're a part of and what, you, what it entails in order to get it to move and get it to do what it's supposed to do. You cannot get yourself caught up on Facebook on every issue that everybody else is dealing with when you are, you are of another citizenship. Now, that don't mean you don't acknowledge stuff. You, you don't, you, yeah, you acknowledge when you done done wrong. If you, you need to repent for everything. If you know your daddy was a Ku Klux Klan member, you need to be repenting for that. If you knew your, my folk, I knew they was praising what I need to be repenting for that. Because you, you begin to stop that bloodline of hate when you repent. You see, because you can repent for what your forefathers done done. It's, it's through the scripture. It's in there. And sometimes you got to do that. And then once you do that, guess what, people? You got to move forward. You can't sit up and stay stuck in the past. We got to move. We have we another citizenship. Let me get here because I want to finish up. It says this right here. Took a staff. Fires was on out of the brook. It said, and, and the brook represented the spirit uh, and put them in a shepherd's bag. It's a, even uh, in a script, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near unto the Philistine. It said, and the Philistine came on, came and drew near to David. Now, just share something with you. Uh, uh, Goliath's name means exile. I want you to get that. David's name means love, but his name means exile. So I'm asking you this question. What are you allowing to exile you from the things of God? Because that's what his name, his, his, his whole, the pillars, that, that Goliath's whole thing is to exile you, to, to get you divided from the God that you serve. And if he can get you to compromise, if he can get you to do anything to, 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 to not desire what God done called you to do, hey, he got you. He said, when the Philistine looked about and saw David, his disdain with him, for he was but a youth and ready of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said to David, I am a dog that I can, it said, that I comest to, that you comest to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his God. Look at your neighbor and say, he shouldn't have done that. It's in David said, it said, and the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, thou comest to me with, with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I comest to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. It's at this day where the Lord deliver thee into mine hands and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and I will give the carcasses of the host to the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air is in the wild beast of the earth. It said that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. It's in all the assembled uh, assemble shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear, but for, it said, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you in our hands. Notice I want to show you right there. It's a God ain't saving with sword and spear. He's not using nothing earthly to do it. He's using something spiritual to do it because he said, my kingdom is not of this world. And so because Jesus is a spiritual being, it's a spiritual thing that we're doing now. We're saved by grace. That's spiritual. That ain't got nothing to do with physical. That's spiritual stuff going on. How in the world could, could a man die for all my sins? I thought I'd done all this stuff doing him wrong. And I'm slipping daily. Having some, I'm, I'm having a moment daily. And all he asked me to do after I, after I committed because I knew I was wrong is just repent and come back to me. 
Man, that's a, good, that's a good benefit package, ain't it, right there? See, Jesus was a free car wash for you. So he, all he said was, drive the, notice now, we still got to put some action in it. Jesus died for your sins, but now he's a free car wash out here. Who got to drive that car through the car wash? You do. If you ain't driving your car through the car wash, Jesus just sitting out there, uh, water running, and you ain't getting no benefit from it. You know, again, we think we ain't got to do, put nothing in. Hello, somebody. The word cleanses us and washes us. Hello, somebody. It, it, it conforms your mind into the mind of Christ. But you got to read it. Look at your name and say, you got to read it. And it says right here, it said, uh, uh, it came to pass when the Philistines arose and came, uh, drew nigh to meet David. In haste, he ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in, a, in his bag and took hence a stone and slang it. And it, and it smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk, uh, sunk into his forehead and he fell upon the face of the earth. Look at your neighbor said, the stone sunk into his forehead. Now I want to show you something. He ran out here. Now, now my, just want to remind you, <laughs> they done picked on this little kid. Now people ask, so why do you think they ran? I said, now think about it now. I said, if you get up here and the, and the grown men ain't coming out here to fight, and then a little boy shows up on the scene, hello somebody, he shows up on the scene, and when he shows up on the scene, uh, he sits up, kills this big old giant, you thinking in your mind like, boy, if the kids can fight like this, we don't even want the adults to come off the hill. Hello somebody. If a little bitty boy can come out here and smote a nine-foot giant, man, what you think the adults going to do? And the Bible said that they ran from that, from that point. But finishing up, it's going me to 1 Peter 2, and we're ending, we're going to end right here. It said, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envies and all evil speakings, it said, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, the pure milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Now what, the desiring the, what, the milk of the word is going to help you to do what? Grow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you to grow. I don't have time to go, go here, but the, the, the Bible says this, it's a desire, it's a, the engrafted word of God. Now, the engrafted word of God, it breaks down like this. In, in the Hebrew, it says, it, it means uh, photos. In photosis, I don't, I'm not saying it right, I'm ericarizing, I'm not a good Hebrew guy, but I want to give this to you. The E-N uh, means this, it means, it means germinate. I mean, I mean it, means, it means plant is what it means. The photos in the, in the other end of the word, it means, it means to grow. So when God said that the word of God is engrafted, that you're engrafted into him, what it's saying is that the word of God needs to be planted in you in a fixed position so that it can germinate and grow. You got to get the word down in you to grow. So when you come into the house of God, it's not just coming here because the atmosphere is good and we got smoke and drums and going and the music sound good. Man, you got to get a higher calling than that. When you go out and, and, and tell them about your church, you know, come on now. If that's a, man, Frank showed, our preacher preached good, and we got some awesome music. 
Well, that gets people in here, but at the end of the day, is that what you're here for? Hello, somebody. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, as a pastor, I would rather my people show up with five or six people they done brought from their job because they've been witnessing to them. Get them in here, the Lord move on them, and then after that, guess what? The pastor ain't going to keep ministering to them. You're going to keep ministering to them. You become the pastor. You, do you see how that works? You, you got a leader right here, but we're, we're reproducing after ourselves. So when those people get saved, guess whose time is it to teach them now? Your time. You, you, you end up taking on a pastoring position then. It said, it said, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now listen to this right here. It said, to whom coming as a lively stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. It said, ye also are lively stones and build up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now, I want to share with you that when his brother threw this stone, the Lord wants you to be a lively stone just like the one he threw. How accurate are you? How, how good of a rock are you? Hello, somebody. When, when you're when you going out here to do, see, see the exile, the Philistines represent the world. But guess what? Even though the world is coming at you, if you're a lively stone, buddy, you can hit them dead in the forehead. And that thing tumble down. And next thing you know, somebody getting saved. Next thing you know, you're changing lives. Next thing you know, yeah, you might come. And this is the thing. Notice this. When you're doing the work of God, you're going to come up under some persecution. You just need to get that out your head right now. I asked somebody, I said, how many people could have stood like that lady stood in Texas on the same-sex marriage thing and lost a job for it? And they end up giving it back. How many of us really could have stood and done that? Oh, well, we a coward down. I'm going to be honest with you, half of us would have just cowered down. We'd have said, well, it's a part of the job. <laughs> but she took a stance. Why? Because she knew that, hey, I cannot agree with this. It doesn't work. And this, again, God is a God of life. Homosexuality don't work because it cannot reproduce. If you cannot reproduce, you get thrown out of God's equation because he's a God of life. Anything that produces death, he's not a part of that. That's what you tell them. How you witness to them, Pastor? This is how you witness to them. Look, brother, sister, I witness to them all the time. I say, if you come to my church and I fly, and you done used, you done told me, I can't, I was born this way. I said, you come to my church and then I sit up and say, brother, I'm committing adultery on my wife. I was born this way. I just can't stop it. I was born to commit adultery. I said, are you going to keep coming to my church? No, because that's wrong. I said, exactly. If I got to do right, you got to do right. I said, next thing, I said, let's do, I'm going to give it to you like this right here, brother, or sister. I said, I said, why in the world would you, I said, you a boy, but you trying to be a woman. I said, you hate a woman, but you mimic a woman. I said, why do you mimic what you hate? Sure, I said, the devil got you so twisted up that you would mimic something that you hate. Why would you do that? You can be free. You can come out of that thing. God loves you. He loved us to change. He, he, made, he helped me to change so he can help you to change. Well, I'm battling. You're going to battle. That's what it is. Well, I'm going to give you a scripture to confirm what you just said. I was born that way. I said, you were born that way. The Bible said you were born in the sin, shaping into iniquity. In sin, my mother did conceive me. So guess what? There go you a scripture right there. You were born that way. I said, now let me get ready to bust your bubble. 
Jesus told you over here in the New Testament, he said, I tell you the truth, you must be born again. So if you was born wrong, now you can be born right. This is, this is an easy fix right here, Doc. You, you was born wrong, now you can be born right. Guess get over here and get reborn. Now, uh, is there going to be a fight when you step on this side? There's going to be a hell of a fight stepping on this side. I said, get in line, I do it every day. Sometimes it's better than others. You, you're going to fight over here, buddy. You, 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 you don't think the devil going, that you're going to get snatched out of the enemy's kingdom and he's not going to come at you and, 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 and hit you with everything he got. But guess what? how you can do it? You can achieve it by us doing it together. When you get in the fight, call somebody. Hey, look, Pastor, I'm going through. need you to pray for me. I'm battling over here. Okay, come on up here and let's pray. Let's pray to something break. Pastor, I'm feeling like going back into my old ways and stuff. Well, let's pray to something break. And guess what? When the pastor gets to battling, who praying for him? Because huh. a lot of times, see, we, we go to these churches. You, I see churches split all the time. I tell my people this all the time. I say, you a holler, you love me. I say, but if you heard I got into something, you will, you will bounce and leave me at the drop of a hat. Because we, we don't really got the love of God. Because if you loved your brother, the Bible said love your brother as you love your own self. If you saw your own brother fell, fall into something because you wouldn't want nobody to leave you, you'd have stayed right there. And said, brother, let me, let me nurture you out of that right there. Let me help you. Covenant people is who God is looking for. He ain't looking for, you, you here to be a covenant saint, not an not a involved saint. God don't want nobody dating him. He wants you to marry him. He don't want you dating his cause. He wants you to marry his cause. God looking for marriages, and we're getting ready to close. God looking for marriages. I want you to marry your relationships. Love on each other to the, to the end. Love the white folk. Love the black folk. Love the Hispanic folk. Love, these are your brothers. And guess what? Step out of your comfort zone. See, everybody ain't willing to step. Notice that Frank ain't never heard me preach. Your pastor ain't never heard me preach, but he lets me come up in here and minister to y'all. Son, you don't think I don't appreciate that? But this is what's got to happen. This is what's got to become the norm. I am your brother. You my brother, you my sister. This is the norm right here. This is who we are. And if you got prejudice in your heart, you got to get delivered from that because you going to hell if you got that in your heart. You judging me. No, the scripture just judged you. You got to get that stuff out of you. Hello, somebody. Past this eating, all it ain't, it ain't easy. I, I done had every right in the world to hate, hate somebody white and whatever. When I, was, when I was a little bitty boy, go on and stand. When I was a little bitty boy, I had this principal, white guy, and I, when I first couple of days of school, I would get off the bus and I didn't want to leave my daddy. And this man would take me in the bathroom, throw me in the bathroom and kick me. And called me black this and, and un, just ungodly. And this man was the principal. Did me like this, and he did me like this about a month or so. And at first I was scared, and I don't know what come in. Finally, I told my daddy, I said, Daddy, this man does this to me every day. And you know my daddy was furious. Well, from that point on, I could have I developed a hate toward every white person I seen, toward everything. But guess what? When you get Jesus, he changed, and I was angry for a long time until I finally met God. 
And when I met God, I began to love people and see people who, how God saw them. Got to the point, I said, Lord, whatever you want for me. If you want me, you want me to marry somebody Hispanic, white, purple, green, hey, I'll marry, man. Whatever you got for me, I want what's mine. And so I'm telling you out there, saints, God loves you. God wants us to desire the sincere milk of the word, and he wants us to slay our Goliaths. And everybody out there got some Goliath that you may have not slain. Some of you got Goliath, you done slain that Goliath. But guess what, whatever it is, look at here, baby, there ain't nothing right but the word of God. This is what we live by. We ain't worrying about whether Donald Trump or Hillary get voted in. And if I just upset some of you, you just upset. I mean, this, is, this is what you're a part of. What you need to be doing is, Lord, let your will be done. And if Hillary get in there, if, if, he, if, if Trump get in there, guess what your job going to be to do? Pray for him. That's your job. That's what the scriptures say. You're going to be praying for him. Black folk, if, if Donald get up there and say, I don't like no Negroes. Black folk, guess what you're going to be doing? Pray for him. That's a devil talking out of him. What you gonna do? You 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 got you can't make it. We can't make excuses anymore. Hello, somebody. If if something goes wrong right here in the ministry that hurts your heart, do you go quit on God? Say ain't nobody. I ain't going to church no more. No, you don't. It, in, it, this is war. In war, generals die. In war, pastors fall. In war, bishops are. In war, great men fall. But when you see the great man fall beside you, this is the fact that when you stand before God, he's going to say, you got the same orders as that, as that crap pastor. I didn't tell you to abandon ship. I told you to keep fighting. We taking ground. I didn't tell you to flee. I told you to stay in there. Are you a soldier for me or are you not? Hello, somebody. anyone that uh you want you want prayer and this sermon was kind of kind of hitting on you and, and you got a Goliath you may you know you got some Goliath and you want somebody to touch and agree with you over that Goliath hey but we want to pray with you we want to pray over you 